0: Day three of SEC media days and Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks have spoken to the media. We're going to play some of the clips from Sam Pittman, as well as get to any other headlines going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. We know that today is a very special day because Arkansas, Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson, Jalen Catalan, Pool, all going up to the podium to speak to the media at SEC Media Days. And we're going to have a lot to take from that. And when I when I say that, It means that uh, today's not going to be the only day we talk about their SEC Media Day's appearance because there's so many things to talk about. We can't fit it all into one podcast. So uh, there's going to be some things we take today, talk about tomorrow, talk about Friday, uh, maybe even the next week from Coach Sam Pittman and his his players because, let's be honest, it's talking season, and we're going to do a lot of talking doing that. But uh, I'll tell you this, and before we get into the clips for Sam Pittman, because there's a few of the stuff that he brought up that I'd like to talk about specifically. I just want to say this about Sam Pittman. The dude has gotten so good and, and so much better at speaking to the media. And I'm not saying he was terrible when he first got to Arkansas, but you could tell there was going to take some coaching. And now that he's settled in and he's comfortable and he's confident and, and all those things, it really seems like to me that he has found his found his role and found what uh, how he wants to approach the media and approach speaking to everybody in public. And the other thing, too, is like, I know this is cliche to say, and some people are probably going to roll their eyes when they hear this, but it's the absolute truth. Sam Pittman is the same guy behind that podium that he would be when you're talking to him in person. You know, so many coaches go to SEC media days and try to be coaches that – or try to, you know, portray themselves as something they're not. Like, so many coaches doing goofy things. They're like, hey, hey check out my shoes. Or, you know, look, look at the facial hair I've grown. Like, Stuff like that where I'm like, dude, pump the brakes. You're trying way too hard. Like Sam Pimmons not that way. He's going to get up there, and he did this in his opening statement, just talk about football, talk about the team, talk about last year, talk about this year, open it up for questions, and then it'd be just the golly shucks guy that we know and love. I, I mean, he is just so good at it, and every time that I watch him in front of the media or do these press conferences, and especially on media days, Not only does he make me a lot more confident uh, that Arkansas is going to do some great things this year, but he truly makes me like proud, and as cliche and lame as it sounds, proud that he's the Razorback football coach because I don't know what the ceiling is for him as a coach at Arkansas, but I do know that under his watch, Arkansas is never going to be irrelevant again in the SEC. They'll compete. They'll play hard. They'll do all those things, but I don't have to worry about him ever uh, having a team that's not going to make the state proud too. And in fact, that's a perfect segue into me break going into one of the many comments that Sam Pittman had, but one that I thought was so cool and really sums it up when it comes to the state of Arkansas. We've heard this, uh, people talk about it, and people reiterate it, but to hear it actually from Sam Pittman when he talks about the state of Arkansas and how he views this team and the relationship that it has with the state was pretty awesome. Take a listen.
1: We'd like our program to reflect our state, the great state of Arkansas. Loyal, tough, hard-working. One of our goals every year is to make the state of Arkansas proud of the football team. In my office is a sign that says you're not coming to play for the University of Arkansas, you're coming to play for the state of Arkansas. And it's true, true to the core.
0: When you hear Sam Pittman say something like that, When you hear him say straight up that this is not something you're just coming to play for the university, you're coming to play for the state. It may sound cliche to those outside the state, but it hits home for those of us who are from the state of Arkansas and that grew up and are Razorback fans. Because the one thing about Arkansas that you always hear about it being so unique is the fact that it is the only game in town. It's the only team that is playing at a high level in sports there's no professional team there's no other power five team from all four corners of the state it's all about the Razorbacks now there may be some other states you know people may bring up like a Nebraska or something like that but to the level that we have it here at Arkansas nothing comes close to it and the fact is is that when you come and you play for the Razorbacks you are playing for the state you are playing for all the population here in the natural state. Like it's something that is really hard to put into words. And for a long time, there were so many coaches and so many people that were in the position of power at the university that did not understand this. They did not embrace this. They did not truly grasp how important this was to showcase the fact that this is the state's team. This is our pro team. This is our college team. This is our team. And instead of trying to embrace that and understand it, there were people that were always in power that either didn't try to take advantage of it or tried to cause division because of it. And now you have somebody at the helm of the Razorback football program that not only understands it, but embraces it and takes advantage of it. Because there's nothing more powerful in all of college sports than to be able to have a fan base that is truly united behind one guy. And in this case, with Sam Pittman, I have talked to so many Razorback fans <clears throat> from all different walks of life. And I've talked to Razorback fans that are, some in some cases, the most negative, pessimistic fans you'll ever meet. And not one of them can ever say anything negative about Sam Pittman. And not one of them feel any sort of slight or any sort of doubt that Sam Pittman's going to be able to continue to build this football program into something great. That's not something I've ever really seen. Now, I know I haven't been on this earth as long as maybe some of you has as far as being a Razorback fan and all that. But I do know fans, and I do know the expectations that fans have, and I do know how fans work. You're going to have different fans. You're going to have the highest of optimism and the lowest of pessimism. It's going to be across the board all the time. But the fact is, is that Sam Pittman understands that this isn't just a job. This isn't just something he's walking into and coaching football, and that's it. He understands that it's a thing that has a true truly powerful and magical experience and something that everybody's going to get behind. everybody's going to be rooting for you and everybody wants to believe in you and they want you they want to feel like you want to be here. you buy into all the craziness that you buy into the hall call that some people find so goofy and lame that you buy into the mascot that nobody else has. And most people would scoff upon because who's afraid of a pig? They want you to buy into the traditions, the fight song, the hog call, the stupid alma mater that slows everything down in the beginning of the games. People want you to believe in that and embrace it and also be able to be somebody that walks with pride because of it, not shies away. Not trying to say, well, that's lame. I don't really like that. Eh. no. Or, in some cases, try new things because you feel like everything else is too old, like throwing the stupid A. Take it on to what it is. Take Arkansas for what it is and be able to make it as great as it can be under the umbrella that it's already been established, which is Razorback football. Sam Pittman gets it. Again, I don't know how great he's going to be as a coach. I don't know if he's going to go out and win the SEC. I mean, I hope he does. I hope he's here for a long time, because if he's here for a long time, that means Razorback football is doing great. I hope that happens. We all do. But I can't remember a coach where I felt this happy that he's our coach. Nobody else is, and I don't have to worry about him leaving to go anywhere. He's our guy. And as long as he's our guy, and as long as he's winning football games, he's always going to be a Razorback. He may not have went to the U of A he may not have played at the U of A. He may not even lived in the state of Arkansas up until he started coaching under Bieloma. but he's a Razorback. He's a member of the state of Arkansas. And I think all Razorback fans have truly embraced that fact and love the man for it as well. We'll talk about some of the other things that Sam Pittman had brought up at SEC media days here in just a second. But first I got to tell you about Bill Barr. Uh, I just got some new build bars in, and listen, I'm telling you, this whole uh, puff thing that they do is incredible, but then they add in the uh, cookie dough chunk. Are you kidding me? Like, Who doesn't love cookie uh, Cookie dough is one of my favorite things. Like, It's my favorite type of ice cream, chocolate chip cookie dough. You can't go wrong with cookie dough, and they sent me these new things of cookie dough chunk. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. You got to try it out. Again, It's they t- t- taste great, and they also have... 15 to 17 grams of protein in each and every bar. So you know you're getting the best, and it's only 130 calories. So how does something taste that amazing, have that much protein, and have that amount of calories be uh, real? How how does that exist? Well, it's because of Built Bar. And right now, if you go to their website at Built.com, you have a great opportunity to be able to get a great deal because you listen to this podcast. Go to Built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you order doesn't matter how many you end up getting you can buy the whole store just enter in that promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com that is built bar You are locked on Razorbacks your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day All right, so continuing on our discussion with all things SEC Media Days going on with Sam Pittman, which, again, we're going to have a lot of content from that and a lot of discussion points from other players too. But uh, another thing that Sam Pittman brought up that I thought was really fascinating was about the uh, rivals that he wants. And uh, he he was kind of posed the question because we know Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining the conference, and there's been a lot of discussion of the possibility of Pod systems, or four-team divisions, however you want to put it, and people have been kind of saying, "Okay, well, who goes where? Who goes where? Who goes? Who does what? Whatever it may be." There's been a lot of discussions for that. Well, Sam Pittman was kind of asked about Texas and Oklahoma joining, and uh, what he thinks about the rivals, and also if Arkansas has arrived, which was kind of a funny exchange. But uh, here's uh, Sam Pittman's take on what he'd like to see with the pod system. Are you comfortable saying Arkansas has arrived? No. And uh, a second question,
1: do you want Texas and Oklahoma as permanent rivals? Yes. First answer, no. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Arkansas is just trying to compete. We're trying to get better. We're trying to, you know, we, we, we're trying to fight hard. We're trying to work hard. We we're the underdog. We like it that way. No, no, no. We're, we're away from that. Now, we will compete. I'm, we'll do that. Roll that out there and let's play ball. But no, 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 we, we, not that. Um, what was your second? One? Yes. Oh, Oklahoma, Texas. You know, it was fun playing Texas last year. Obviously, you know, it was one year, and we, we had a nice game against them and those things. I have a lot of respect for Sar- Coach Sark and and the, and the and the Longhorns. Oklahoma would be another rival with that would be pretty cool. Um, to be honest with you. If we could play Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, that'd be that'd be really neat. I'm not a schedule maker. Uh, I'm just a football coach. But to answer your question, that'd be that'd be a really a cool deal.
0: So Sam Pittman gives his thoughts on what he think would be great for the you know, rivals, which I love this exchange of "Had they arrived? No, no, no. Not even he said like multiple times. Not just no, 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 like three nos in a row, multiple times." He's, he's making sure that that is very abundantly clear that there is no such thing that's going on right there. So I love that. But going through the whole permanent rivals or the opponents that they play in the divisions, he, he says Texas and Oklahoma would be awesome because they love playing Texas this past year, which we all know how much fun that was. And then Oklahoma, especially with being that close in location, three hours, three and a half hours away from Fayetteville for Norman, makes a lot of sense. And he throws in Missouri, which – He's been one of those guys that's been really blowing up or at least trying to make the Missouri thing a rivalry. Um, I don't know if that's truly what he believes. I think it is because he's always been very upfront about you know what his thoughts are on things and doesn't like to sugarcoat it or doesn't like to BS people very often. So I believe that that's truly what he wants is to have those guys, uh, those teams in the mix. But – I started thinking about it because some people were rolling their eyes. Like, Oh God, Missouri, Ugh. you know, <laughs> which I get, I like, I, I don't care to play Missouri every year either, but I started thinking about it though. Think about this. Cause then again, we, we have done this so many times with the discussion of who's Arkansas going to play. You don't want to have it too heavy loaded in your division. And I don't think that the sec is going to want to do that either. Like, Everyone's saying, ooh, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Texas all in the same division, and then throw in, like, Arkansas or throw in Missouri. That's, I think, three teams that are considered to be above – how do I put this? They're they're in the top half of the SEC. Like, there needs to be a way that they can spread it out pretty evenly where you have – if there was a way to do this, like, one or two top half SEC teams, SEC programs, and then two lower half SEC programs. And I'm, and I'm calling Arkansas right now. At this point, at this point, people will consider it a lower half SEC team. That can change. But I feel like if you did something like that, where Texas and OU being big branded teams, having Arkansas and Missouri, all four of those in the same division, I'd actually be in favor of that. I'd actually be down for that. Because Missouri is a team that you feel as a Razorback fan, especially in football, when you have the right guy in place and not drunks and idiots uh, that are your head coach, you feel like you're going to beat Missouri most of the time. And so there's your better win. And then you're going to go up against Texas and Oklahoma, two big brand teams. And especially with Texas with the old rivalry where we don't even know what Sark's going to do, if he's going to be successful there. They haven't been really relevant in 10 years, 10 years plus, you know, what, what could happen there. And you be able to get into that old rivalry and for for once, finally, in the SEC, since you joined it, if Oklahoma was in the division or in the pod, suddenly you have a drivable opponent. Like, think about it, folks. When was the last time you said, hey, let's take a day trip to a conference game? Like, almost never. Now, if you lived, you know, in certain parts of Arkansas, driving to Oxford's not bad, you know, or if you lived, uh, you know, South Arkansas, going to LSU may not have been horrible. But I'm talking about like Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville, and even Little Rock in the central Arkansas area. Norman's not that far. Like If Arkansas played, say, a 2.30 CBS game against Oklahoma, people could get in the car early in the morning, drive over to Norman, go to the game, game in 6 o'clock, 6.37, and drive back and be home in time for bed. Like, boom. That would be great. And so that, to me, would be such an ideal Type of situation. Now I don't know because Texas and Oklahoma, people can say whatever they want. They're going to have a say in this. (laughs) It's not like they're just going to be like, oh, well, yeah, that'd be fun. Hey, Texas and and Oklahoma, this is what you get. No, these big teams, these big brands are going to have a say. But honestly, when we talk about just the the overall deal with how it's going to be viewed or or what would be an, an actual possibility, that one would make sense. I would be for that, too. I don't know how everybody else feels. I would be forward to playing Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri every single year if that was your three permanent opponents. Um, but or like here okay, let me rephrase that too. You're gonna play Missouri every year. I think that that one is a is a foregone conclusion. You're gonna Missouri's gonna be in your pod. Oklahoma has to be in your pod. It has to be because again of the of the location and how close they are. Oklahoma has to be in the pot. Now do you get Texas? Do you get A and M? get lsu do you get on miss well that will be yet to be determined but i feel like you're 100 percent going to play missouri every year and you're 100 percent going to play oklahoma those are the two that make sense because of the or the rivalry quote unquote with missouri and also with oklahoma being in the closest geography and uh you know closest way of there so hopefully that happens we'll see but at least we know sam pimmons vote on how he wants to the pod system to end up going for the Razorbacks. We'll talk about the wide receiver position and how Sam Pittman's feeling about Malik Chavis here in, or excuse me, Malik Hornsby, not Malik Chavis, Malik Hornsby, and how he feels about how he fits into the Razorback football system coming up on the other side of the break. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Lockdown Razorbacks Razorbacks podcast, we know that there's a big deal with the wide receivers and how that's going to go. And Sam Pittman was asked about this, and as well as the role that Malik Hornsby, the backup quarterback and also a wide receiver, is going to play on the team. And here's what Sam Pittman had to say. I think,
1: you know, obviously the un, unsaid thing there was Burks, you know, losing Traylon Burks. And, and I, I don't know you replace a guy one for one. I don't think you, you can, you know, there – so we're going to have to do it by committee. Uh, I like uh, a couple of the guys we've gotten in the portal, and Matt Landers and and Jaden Hazelwood. But I think Keytron Jackson is going to have his best year. I think he's ready to go. Warren Thompson's ready to go. Bryce Stevens is, is has improved. You know, I like who we signed out of the freshman class. It's still yet to be determined whether they can, you know, help us or not. Um, Isaiah Satana, uh, you know, um, uh, Bakke, Sam Bakke, and uh, Quincy McAdoo. They've all uh, had good offseason, or one had off-season in summer. Uh, but we're going to have to do it by committee. I- I'll say this. We look like a wide receiver group. We run like a wide receiver group. KJ is going to have to get comfortable with where these guys are going to be and he has to get comfortable with their speed and the way they run their routes and all those things. But I think we're going to have to replace Burks by committee. That was certainly probably the number one thing offensively that was concerning. Along with Malik, we have used him at wide receiver. He's fast. He has natural ball skills. We need to get him on the field. If he doesn't beat KJ out in in fall camp, He needs to be on the field. He's fast, he's up to 190 pounds now. He can withstand the heat and hits, physicality. But the other thing that helped us is Cade Fortin. So getting Cade Fortin in at quarterback allows us a little bit to move Malik Hornsby out and look at him at wideout. But he's a good enough player, he needs to be on the field. So he's certainly got a chance to help us there as well.
0: Those Sam Pittman on uh, all the wide receivers. And so there's a few things from there uh, where he was essentially like, hey, we can't replace one-on-one with Cray- Trayvon Burks. Like, I think everybody understands that, even he understands that. So it's going to be by a committee thing, whether it's uh, guys like Jaden Hazelwood, who was a transfer, came in, Matt Landers, mentions those guys specifically, which could play a, a huge role on the team. Uh, I love how he brought up Keetron Jackson because I feel like he might be one of the more uh, undervalued wide receivers that Arkansas is going to have going into this season. I've heard nothing but good things about him. He's got a good size body. And even last year, he didn't have a whole lot uh, of numbers, but there were still a few here and there that you could see, like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy seems to have something going for him. So possibly uh, he could be into the mix as well. But uh, when it talks about Malik Hornsby specifically, uh, two things. First off, I love the fact that Sam Pimmon brings up, uh, you know, if uh, KJ beats him out. Uh, you know, in in fall camp at the starting quarterback position, then we'll have a role because he's so fast. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I love it. I love the fact that it's just like, oh yeah. I mean, you know, KJ. We brought him to SEC media days, and he did start for us every game last year. And he is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, if not one of the best ones in the country. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, it could happen. You know, Malik, if he he's got a chance to beat him out then this fall. I love that mentality where it's like, no, nobody's getting comfortable. You ain't you ain't giving anything. You got to earn it. And the, the opportunity will be there for Malik Hornsby to possibly beat out KJ Jefferson in fall camp. Now, do any of us think that that's actually going to happen? No, I don't think that will. I, I don't think that it's even a possibility. But the fact that Sam Pittman brings it up in, in a way of saying, hey, you never know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, kind of shows the, the fact that he's got his team wanting to not get complacent and not feel like they've been given anything, but they got to go out and earn anything. So that's the first and foremost. But also the thing about Malik Hornsby is we all know about his speed, especially his upside speed. And I love how he uh, Sam Pittman continues to talk about how fast he is. Uh, I, this is something that I'm hoping he can be the game-breaker type of player. Where he, Hey, just listen. As soon as you snap the ball, KJ, just have a quick – Boom, screen pass over there to Malik and let him go. See what happens. I expect big plays out of Malik Hornsby this year. I expect him to have, you know, big touchdown runs, be one of the fastest players on the field. Him and Isaiah Centena, I think is how you say his name. Um, I've heard, like, he's got all-world track speed. So I'm hoping that in the wide receiver group, you're going to have some guys that can, of course, catch the ball. That's important. But I'm hoping you also have some game-breaking guys, too, where just get the ball in their hands and let them go. Let them go to work. Because uh, that's going to be given up for a lot more exciting team. And those are where a, bit, a lot of questions lie. But either way, we'll have more from Sam Pittman, from some of these players and everything tomorrow on the podcast. We're going to break that down as well. And we're going to keep it going. But we're out of time today. Appreciate everybody listening into to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.